season three, Ramble two, Romance, Love, version three. Greetings, greetings, greetings. I'm your host, Wilson, the aspiring holistic otaku, and welcome to another episode of mm, Manga, a podcast about getting more people into more manga. This month's episode is all about romance, the third time around now, and somehow I find myself with yet another tweak in format. Guess that just goes to show that love comes in many forms for real. In any case, this month's format isn't that different from last time. I've still split my reads into three categories. The main difference is that the categories themselves have changed. Last time it was cute stuff, fucked up stuff, and lewd stuff. This time I still have the cute stuff but I've switched out the other two based on this month's reads, you know, practicality. You do what you do based on what you do or read, in my case. In any case, I'll explain that as we get to them. So basically how this episode is going to go is I'm going to give my top reads this month in ascending order for each of those categories and then my top one reads before this month for the same. Getting right into it. First category up is... ah. Basically just very cute, very innocent stuff. Number three on this list is the ice guy and his cool female colleague. This is ongoing with 57 chapters. Story and art by Miyuki Tonogaya. Tonogaya. I always feel like one of these days the authors are going to be like, bro, stop wrecking my name. It's like, I don't mean it. Much respect, guys. But in any case, (laughs) moving on to the stuff. This is an extremely simple but extremely cute story. The title pretty much summarizes it, actually. The main character is the descendant of an ice demon, which is apparently not too strange in this world, seeing as he keeps a normal office job. And he has a crush on his cool, stoic, almost expressionless female colleague. It's a pretty neat take on slow burns because one, it's pointedly ice related. And secondly, the ice guy's emotions affect his environment, like if he gets too excited, there'll be a blizzard or a tiny snowman will appear. And if you've ever had a crush on someone, you know it's already hard enough to act natural or be cool, quotes on quotes. So this guy has a pretty rough go of it. The art is pretty nice, but the characters, especially the wider cast, leaves more than a bit to be desired. It actually almost feels like the creator really just wanted to focus on the main two, but the editor was like, that's not how the real world works, especially not in an office. I do appreciate though that some of the wider cast includes different types of demons and it's fun to see the different ways their emotions leak out and the different pairings and so on. As I said, it's an extremely simple story, almost feels like a four panel if I'm being real. Uh, nothing I'd push too hard but it's undeniably cute, like it's, it's every time I read it I was like, oh my god! And it makes for a super easy binge read or just something to pick up from time to time to escape the harshness of reality and indulge in the very cute but very absurd fantasy of a successful workplace romance. I think more than a few people out there have that one co-worker they definitely would if they could. But no, just no. Leave it alone. Leave it to the land of fiction, my friend. Moving on. Number two. Skip and Loafer. This is ongoing with 58 chapters. Story and art by Misaki Takamatsu. The story here follows our main heroine, a real go-getter who moved from the countryside to big city Tokyo for high school. 
all so she could follow her dreams of being a politician. Kind of gross right there. And help out in rural areas around the country. Which is not so gross. Pretty cool, actually. But maybe try grassroots. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, she's characterized as not being great at much else but studying. And in that spirit, she gets lost on the way to her entrance ceremony, the first day. Here enters the main hero, who is also late, but for the opposite reason. He's super laid back, slept late, and was considering just skipping. He was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about all this ceremony stuff. But when he was in the train station, he, he saw her and he felt sorry for this obviously lost, but obviously trying girl. So he decides to help her out, and the story takes off from there. Just want to get out of the way that I love all the characters and their interactions with each other and especially within themselves. If anything, that's this manga's strongest point, as in the character interactions and I guess especially the internal stuff. It really makes the characters ooze real feelings that really feel in place for each where they are. Like not too dramatic where you wonder if they're really high school kids or even in school it's like none of you have studying to do why is it all like get your head into the game i don't know if this is how high school i that's not how i was but my romantic uh exploits or even just regular romantic encounters anyways let's move out of that territory um it's also not too um fantasy like where everything is just perfect and it feels like all the characters are machines to fill a role it kicks off pretty early on with the engaging character interactions and the way they change and develop as the main cast gets to know each other is really endearing. I especially really really love the main heroine because she's that innocent character type. It's not done in that way that makes her this pure cinnamon roll that's too good for this world where nothing gets her down and she always chooses peace and love. Her thing is that she's basically socially inept. <laughs> And so she doesn't really get when people are mean or even when they're being nice sometimes because where she's coming from, there's only like five or six kids in her grade level out in the countryside and now she's here with like 20 some kids in a room and she's just like, whoa, information overload, she doesn't know how to handle it. So she doesn't really get when people are being mean or when they're being nice or anything, but you know, she's, she's trying, she's all by herself in this new place and she's trying. And though she doesn't always get it, it's really, it's a real pleasure, a real pleasure to see her grow. It's ongoing, only 58 chapters, but there's been a ton of realness and real growth in a bunch of ways for most of the cast packed in so far in just the 58 chapters. Like, I really can't wait to see where it goes from here. Anyways, uh, cool art, great cast, love the interactions and would definitely highly recommend this one. Now, coming out on top of this ah category, the cute stuff. Number one, Horimiya, that's H-O-R-I-M-I-Y-A. Complete with 152 chapters, the story is by Hiro, pretty sure that's a pen name, and art by Daisuke Hagiwara. If Hiro is not a pen name, then wow, just kudos to you, Hiro. Anyways, the story here is that the main hero slash heroine pair each have a hidden side to them that nobody else knows. At school, the heroine is always super put together, but when she's at home, she's too busy taking care of her little brother for all that and takes on a more homely caretaker persona. The art is shoujo-leaning, so she and most of the main cast pretty much always looks pretty in my opinion. But anyways, 
At school, the hero is seen as a gloomy, glasses-wearing loner. But when he leaves school, he looks like he came out of a rock magazine with tattoos and piercings everywhere. Anyways, this and that happens, the convenient plot is convenient, and they end up becoming friends who hold each other's secrets. As much as the story kind of feels like shoujo, perfect world fantasy stuff, and as much as it came out as my top one largely because it's complete, I think a small part of it might have been that a tiny part of me, a tiny small part, still wants to believe in and might even still want that kind of quotes unquote perfect love. From the innocent build-up to the accumulation of everyday special normals and beyond. But in any case, I did honestly like the theme of more and more of your true self coming to the surface and being able to show that true self to someone and accept someone else's true self. Overall, besides the main pairing, the cast was kinda weak. Not bad. Just pretty one-dimensional. But that one dimension was very cute and very fluffy. And this being a romance manga, it worked. What I will say though is that it took a while for the wider cast to come into play and even for them more time for me to care about these guys. It's like, like not until late 50s or heading into 70s did I really care about anyone but the main cast, main pairing really, like just the two people. Meanwhile, Skip and Loafer only has about 50 chapters, 58 or whatever. and. I was fully invested in the entire cast well before then, but as I said, the full Hormia cast, when it gets there, when they all roll in, it's all very cute, and I really like that they even made the platonic same-sex relations pretty cute, like, yeah guys, just having fun, and it's not weirdly pervy in any direction or pointed at anybody, just another form of love, you know, just very cool. And again, it did have me yearning a bit, like, wow. Imagine having a life with both platonic and romantic relationships being healthy and fulfilling. <sighs> Wouldn't it be nice? Anyways, pretty neat art. The story kinda just goes on I guess, but having in mind that it was a romance and it goes on in an increasingly cute way and all, I'd, I'd recommend it. Honorable mentions, even the introverted gals wanna get out there, there's an exclamation mark. <laughs> Pretty funny, maybe more funny than cute. Also, it's girl on girl if that matters to you. Basically, think Dead Dead Demons did a little destruction by Inyo Asano, but the main heroines actually get to live their life and breathe the air, just literally vibing out in the club room after school. It's ongoing with only six chapters though. If it was more, I'd probably have it on here. It's just like, oh yes, kids just being kids and vibing and offbeat in a little bit. But, anyways, yeah. Next honorable mention is Train Man, Net Development, the love story of a local train. Uh, this is based on a true story apparently. Basically a dude saves some people on a train and becomes friends with one of them and stuff takes off from there, complete with 27 chapters. Uh, for the record, everything in the main list, the top 3, has an anime but I can't speak on their status or quality, I don't know, I've never, I don't really do anime like that, y'all know. Also, for the record, I definitely rate Skip and Loafer higher than Horimiya overall, but because this is the cuteness category, plus Horimiya is a complete story which I tend to favor for higher places in lists and stuff, so yeah. Okay, next category up is Dense and Denser. This is basically when one or more of the characters are just oblivious to any love flags thrown their way. Only two 
reads for this category. And number two is How to Raise a Boring Girlfriend, <laughs> complete with 42 chapters, story and art by Takeshi Moriki, and the original Ellen Light Novel Store is by Fumiyaki Maruto. And I'd never heard of this one before, but the title pulled me in like, how and why would one raise a boring girlfriend anyways? Anyways, <laughs> the story here is that on the way to school, the main character has an encounter with a mystery girl and it's love at first sight, even though he didn't see her face. The MC is an anime slash manga otaku much like myself and this encounter inspires him to make a dating sim game. But after he actually meets the Mr. Girl face to face, he finds that she's actually kind of plain, albeit in a cute sort of way. In any case, the feeling of their first Mr. meeting lives on in him, so he pushes through with his idea, intending to transform this girl into his ideal heroine, being a disillusioned, no, not a disillusioned, a delusional <laughs> otaku guy, he's just like, Fuck the real world, I'm gonna make my own world, basically. The main story, relations, and problems arise around him trying to get the dev team together for this game. And of course, this being romance, they're all girls. Wow, that was very heteronormative of me. <laughs> wow. Anyways, apologies. It's all very funny in a very meta way, with commentary on anime slash manga culture in most chapters and the so-called main heroine being outside that culture usually plays a very good straight man like i was laughing a good amount for most of the chapters it's also meta in how the mc goes about getting his dev team together as i said they're all girls so it almost feels like his life becomes a dating sim in trying to woo them into his harem <laughs> i mean get them into his game dev team in any case i'm not even actually sure the mc really counts as romantically dense or if he was just so committed to the bit of being a single weed undeserving of love that he just pretended not to notice all the pretty loud romantic undertones. But maybe that's a type of density in itself, like a younger me can definitely relate being committed to the bit. It's a lifestyle. But it's bae. If you know, you know. Anyways, it's kind of etchy, but still surprisingly good. Both the romance and the meta aspects pretty good art, they made the decision to keep the cast compact and it worked out very nicely. It wraps up in just under 50 chapters, but I will say every chapter is pretty dense and can be a bit word heavy, but still, would definitely recommend. Number 1 now, Monthly Girls Nozaki, that's ongoing with 148 chapters, story and art by Izumi Subaki. This story follows our main heroine as she tries to get the attention of her crush who is our MC. I guess, of course. In approaching him, she finds out he's actually her favorite romance manga creator, and through this and that, you know, plot, ends up working on it with him as an assistant to try and get closer to him. Right off the bat, I think everyone in this cast is pretty dense, pretty dense, but man. The main hero is just the most dense motherfucker in the universe. Like, I feel sorry for the main heroine because she knows. Like, she's very aware of how dense this dude is. But she's just so down bad for some reason. Like, I can't even pick up why. Besides, I guess that he's tall. 
But love is in the eye of the beholder, I guess. But in any case, she's just so down bad for him. She kind of becomes dense to how down bad she is. Like, are you hearing yourself? Are you seeing the way you're reacting to him? Like, doing the most basic, generic, human decency kind of thing. I don't even... Sometimes even indecent. Like, this guy is just... Wow, you're down bad. In any case, every chapter takes the form of a series of connected four-panel stories, and it's pretty funny throughout. The wider cast is pretty neat, nothing too crazy, but as I said, they're all pretty dense in their own weird ways, so the interactions are usually funny. The art is solid, cast is okay, pretty funny, would recommend for sure. Uh, both of these in the list have an anime, not sure the status or quality again, and for the record, I'd rank Boring Girlfriend over Monthly Girls in general, especially as it's complete. It's just that this is the dense and denser category, and Monthly Girls Nozaki is definitely dense central, like black hole event horizon density, my friends. Like, wow. Dense in their own denseness. Like, sometimes you're aware that you're dense. In any case, the last category, that's rough buddy. This is a direct reference to Avatar when Sokka told Prince Zuko his girlfriend turned into the moon and his response was, that's rough buddy. For the record, I've never actually watched Avatar The Last Airbender. Don't ask, strict parents back in the day, you passed me, it's never gotten. Yes, I know it's on Netflix, yes, I know pirating exists, but it's just too much to read, man. And watching stuff is, I don't even watch anime. I haven't watched Legend of Korra either. Obviously, I have no plans for the live action or any of the movies. It's just let's just move on from that. This category is different from that that the that's fucked up category I used in the um, version two of romance. In that in that you know the way it's different is these focus more on emotional turmoil and have no physical violence and so on. Much like that's fucked up or what the fuck from version one. In any case, getting right into it, number three on the list, Kowloon Generic Romance, that's K-O-W-L-O-N, not C, Kowloon, I think it's actually Chinese or something, in any case, that's ongoing with 61 chapters, story and art by Jun Mayazuki. This is kind of eh, to be honest, like, cool art, it's kind of a mystery as to what's going on, so much so that I don't think I can describe it without spoiling. So I lean on the analyst slash yen press summary a bit here, which is as follows. Welcome to Kowloon Walled City, a dystopian townscape where the people are brimming with nostalgia and where the past, present, and future converge. Amid the hidden emotions and extraordinary daily lives of the men and women working in its confines, a tale of romance begins to unfold for real estate agent Reiko Kujirai. Reiko. Yes, Riko Kujirai, one that feels as familiar as Kowloon itself. I doubt that told you anything, but I hope it sparked some intrigue. I will say it has a good number of dope one-liners, and if I'm being honest, the main characters smoke a lot, which is an aesthetic I love for some reason, so sue me. I read what I read this month. Not much else to say, you know, nice art as I said, it's pretty cool, okay cast. The story is pulling a bit, it has a bit of pull, but the bait isn't that strong. Though the aesthetics of it all, definitely, 
has definitely caught my eye. So I will be keeping up with it after this month, you know. Maybe not like so often, but next February I'll check it back out. Uh, I wouldn't push it as a recommendation that hard, but there's only 61 chapters right now, so no real loss if you do decide to check it out. Number two on the list, how do we relationship? Question mark. Isn't that the question? Ongoing with 115 chapters, story and art by Taniful. Again, pretty sure that's a pen name. The story here is that the main heroines are gay, and in reality, <laughs> no matter how much the media and conservatives want people to believe that homosexuality and homosexuals are accepted and normalized in society, in fact that anything but being heterosexual and cisgender passing is accepted and normalized, that's simply not the case in real life. I mean, the plot doesn't rotate around them being gay, it's not one of those stories, but that's just um, a part of their identities here. And just like clearing that up, you know. Like I live in Jamaica, and not that I really care, but I could get shunned just for reading stuff with gays in it. Like, nigga, they, I'd definitely be looked at different and treated differently. Not by everyone, because I have a circle of friends who I definitely know are fine with that stuff. But I know people, a lot of people, a lot more people are not like that. But in any case, that's the sort of reality the main heroines live in, the real life, not like stuff in media. It's like, oh, everybody loves you and there's no problem. And I, I thought it was cool for that realness as they were slash are hiding the fact that they are gay in the story. But in any case, plot, 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 they end up going out. This is the that's rough buddy category, so I think it's okay to spoil that it doesn't go smoothly. <laughs> Though I won't go into further detail. I will mention a really cool thing the author said in an afterword of one of the volumes, I think it was volume 2, I can't recall, where they say a lot of romance stories tend to build towards and end at the start of the main characters getting into a relationship. But life isn't like that. There's life after that and that's sort of what they wanted to illustrate. The life after a relationship. Sounds like a spoiler. But remember, there's more than just our heroines in the story. There's a whole wider cast, and they're all pretty great, each having their own relationship troubles or lack thereof, ideas and philosophies on love, and etc. Pretty solid art. In fact, it really reminds me of Yokohama Shopping Log, so much so that I'm convinced it's a fanfiction created just to make the characters from that series full-on gay. Because it's like, we all know they were gay. You just didn't draw them doing anything. Besides, there are robots and to um, transfer information they had to kiss and they kind of blushed afterwards. It's like, yeah, But then whoever made this manga Tamifu, she read that and went, you know what, I'm taking your art style and I'm going to make them gay on purpose, fully. That's, that's how this manga came into conception. <laughs> Anyways, pretty solid cast. A story that gets more and more engaging as it goes on, though it's pretty solid from the start. I would definitely highly recommend, though it can be a bit tumultuous. Like, damn, you guys just never gonna be stable, huh? R.I.P. The real lesbian representation. Or so I'm told. In any case, moving on to number one, we have Chobits, that's C-H-O-B-I-T-S. Complete with 8-8 eight, eight chapters, story and art by Clamp. That's like an acronym, I think, or just capital, all caps. 
And that's an all-woman manga group, apparently formed in the mid-1980s, made of Nanaze Okawa, Mokona, Tsubaki Nekoi, and Satsuki Igarashi. Pretty cool of them, more power to them. They've done a bunch of other stuff apparently that I card capture Sakura, which I'm definitely gonna read around May or so, and uh, XXXholic, which I should probably read, should have read this month, but I will get to it. In any case, I'd always seen this around and always as the profile picture for some more than suspicious internet accounts like the vibe it gave off in my periphery view was just horrendous. But I took the dive and it was worth it, obviously, coming in at number one. The story here is that in the future, the world is inhabited by humans who live alongside their extremely powerful computers called Persocoms. Obviously, mixing persons with computers that, lo and behold, <laughs> are shaped to look and act almost human. Numerous stories have taken this angle, so I think you can imagine the effects that would have on society. But in any case, I mean, even when looking at the world now, geez. In any case, the story follows our MC who recently moved from the countryside to the city and ends up finding one in the trash. Ooh, look at me, I mean, finding a high-powered computer in the trash, man. Isn't that fiction, if that ain't fiction. In any case, he, he finds it, takes it home, and, and starts to take care of it. The thing is, their memory is corrupted, and so he has to teach them everything, giving them, them this weird child innocence. But soon enough, the mystery of the discarded Persocom comes to light, and their abilities could change the world. I mean, I should mention, I guess, I'm leaving it very um, vague, but yes, the Persocom, their computer that they happened to find, this male, happened uh, to be in the quote-unquote female form. In any case, all that pompous stuff aside, the theme of discerning the shape of love and who deserves it was pretty cool. The MC was bleh, if I'm being honest. You're just, you just know nothing. You, your ignorance is a bit irritating, my dude. In any case, uh, so was most of the cast. As in, they were just like, I don't know what function you serve, but you're like an NPC giving information almost. Well, maybe that was the point. Wow, a deeper reason. In any case, uh, but the last few chapters and the questions they posed were enough to push it to this number one spot, especially the origin story of the Persocom. Like, damn, that's rough as fuck, buddy. Like, definitely kind of weird there, but my condolences all the same. Art was okay, and yeah, I'd recommend it. Again, this is the, um, that's rough buddy, um, category. So it's not like, this was like, number one quality overall. It's just that. Like, because I definitely, I think I'd put, I'd probably put, uh, yeah, I'd put how to be relationship over this in general. But in terms of that's rough buddy, wow. And it wasn't even all rough, it was just like, those last couple chapters were just like, whoa, man, that, jeez. Anyways, honorable mention, Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai was not that, um, was not that impressive, to be honest. It made me think, why did, I can see how it would have done way better as a movie, which I think it was. I don't think it was a series. I never watched it because anime and stuff, and whatever. But yeah, if it was a movie, if I can see that if they took what I read there and made it into a movie, you know, added some stuff to cut some stuff out, I could see how that would have worked well. But in any case, 
that's the last one of categories. I read something else though that I wanted to add, so I called it the top combo, and it was really a top combo. It wasn't a an ass pull category. It kind of was, but I really kind of wanted to talk about it. And even though I kind of wanted to talk about it, I don't think I did a really good job. But I do think I'm still gonna do what, say what I have here. In any case, Video Girl AI. Complete with 131 chapters, story and art by Masakazu Katsura, if that name sounds familiar. He's the guy that did Zetman, apparently. That was kind of a shocker to me. I was reading it, I was like, hmm. Wait, what? This is the Zetman guy? He used to be horny. What the heck? Anyways. <laughs> um, this was probably my favorite read this month. Uh, somewhere between this, Boring Girlfriend and Skip and Loafer, but this definitely has the best combinations of the categories that I'm talking about and I was working with this month. Again, this is something I'd seen floating around for the longest and kind of associated with more than sus accounts, but it was pretty good in the end. The lazy story summary is that the MC is a lame with no game and his crush ends up confessing to his best friend in front of him. R.I.P. my dude, it be like that sometimes. Obviously distraught, he ends up renting what he thinks is a porn tape. The internet exists, my dude. <laughs> Which I guess it technically is or was, but it's supernatural in that the girl comes out of the TV and tries to mend the viewer's heart. Maybe with a little handy. But that's not what happened with this guy. I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> Anyways, things get super complicated and it turns into the weirdest love polygon I've ever seen. I can't even say triangle because it's just like, wow, there are a lot of points on this thing. And there's a lot of back and forth and dilly-dallying, but I enjoyed it. It was the sort of entertaining back and forth dilly-dally stuff. Like, the art was great. Had a great classic feel. Like, wow. You know when you watch old anime or see the old anime clips and it all has this this feel of like late night definitely late night jams i guess not lo-fi exactly but like that plastic look plastic high heels selfish high heels anyways um this has that feel but like with drawing it's just like yeah vibes anyways there's more than a bit of etchy, but it's not entirely distasteful or weirdly out of context, though it can be. The characters and their interactions were a bit exasperating, as I said, with the back and forth, the love me's, love me nots, and the stuff like that, but that had its own entertainment value. And in any case, I'd recommend it, obviously. This is why I said I think I don't think I did a really good job of all the stuff, but it had it had it was pretty solid. Especially the combination of the things that I was, that after I read everything, I don't come up with the categories before I read, I read and then I come up with the categories like, huh, how could I categorize what I read this month? And this had definitely the best combination of all these, all the categories that, in the ways I could categorize what I read this month. In any case, now moving on to the stuff I read before this month, which I won't go into detail, but I really just call their names for I've spoken on them in previous versions, which I'd obviously encourage you to go listen to or read the transcripts for. So, oldies, stuff read before this month, top ones only. Ah, you know, the cute stuff. That would be Our Precious Conversation, which was a top one oldie in version one. And it's back again, obviously, because it's just really cute. And I definitely think I would have mentioned it in version two. Um, again, yeah. In any case, 
uh, moving on to the next category dense and denser that'd be high school girl which was my top one read for version 2 I think it was the top one what were my categories for version 2 it was uh, softcore <laughs> and um, what, that's fucked up it was definitely top one for uh but um, our precious gift conversation is more uh, cute stuff and at the time in any case definitely dense and denser top one like wow mc is dense the heroine is a little dense yes dense i haven't read that many dense things i think but yeah it was definitely one of them rough that's rough buddy boys abyss it was between this and um i sold off my lifespan for ten thousand yen a year but uh and i had boys abyss in top two what the fuck for version one so I was like thinking, does it really count as that's rough, but it seems as I made the, dis- the distinction between violence, but Boys Abyss doesn't have that much physical violence, if I recall. I haven't read it in that. I should have Not that much, if any. Maybe if some, yeah, there were a slight flashbacks to point it to, but uh, yeah, and I can just, you know, say off cuff that, um, yeah, it was definitely rougher than um, 10,000 yen a year. 10,000 yen a year was very rough, though, and I definitely recommend it. It was one of my top, uh, I think it was my top 10. It was it was my 10th read overall for last year. High school girl, uh, high score girl, that was the dance. I think that was top three or top two overall, actually, as well. I should have mentioned that. But in any case, that's it. That's it for this part. Uh, got a little off cuff rumbling. Rambling. <laughs> Rambling next up. Thanks for listening as usual. I uh, hope you can find something here or elsewhere that you love because I'm, sh- I'm not the source of anything. This is literally just like six or seven manga, nine manga. There's way more manga than that out there. So just, but I'll use them more. All I want is for people to read more manga. Because it's not just what is put in your face below there. The stuff below that, surface above that, you know, just go. And I, I hope you have a good one. Until next time. Yep. The month of romance. So great, so great. No sarcasm, just a little tired. I'm gonna make the music play a little more than usual. Hope it doesn't turn out too awful, but... Where's my notes? I didn't have my notes up. Off cuff, but I mean, there's a little points, a few points that I definitely want to mention. Like, okay, it's up now. Yeah, right. It wasn't a great month for reads, but it was a good month. Like, if I had to rank on all the um, all the versions of romance stuff that I've done, version two would definitely be the best. Low diff, easy peasy. Actually. I had planned to um, 
have somebody on. Like I went into this, I said I don't make the categories before you, but I did want to use the same categories from version two. Maybe just because of how good it was. And I wanted to bring in somebody that I really rated on Twitter um, for like the extra stuff because I know they're not like known for that, but I know that they know the stuff, so I wanted them on, but they couldn't make it. Um, I have like two that I'd mention. I'm gonna mention. Um, um, yeah, because they're pretty good for edgy. <laughs> I wanted to mention stuff, but more about the music really and truly. I feel like everybody, or the indie people know currents, but I know a lot of people know um, Corrin's Tame Impala, but not a lot of people or as much people know it has a B-side, so I wanted to play one of my favorite. I think it's the best one on there, if I'm being real, it's like maybe the only reason it exists. Most of people to forget about this stuff. Gut-wrencher. Could have been on the main album for sure. Anyways. I don't even know what else. Not much else. Well, I have my notes here. I wanted somebody on. They couldn't make it. Oh, right. The other two, the edgy. Right. There's um, Canon is easy as hell. Um, <laughs> pretty good. The Temptations of Shiro and Kuro Girl. Pretty good as well. Very cute. Canon is easy as hell, basically. This demon sucker bus trying to suck out the souls of the youth, then, but then she gets a crush on a guy and makes her blush all the time and blah blah blah. Very itchy, but <laughs> funny and pretty good. Temptations of Shir and Kuro Girl. Not very itchy, it's just, you know, the way they're drawn. Uh, um, yeah, it's like two girls and they're teasing this guy, this nerd guy, and uh, basically he swings it around to set up the girls with each other. One of them does have a crush on the other one anyway, so it works out pretty well. I'd recommend them if I had a softcore. Um, Category, those would definitely be in there. I heard a few others, and yeah. As I said, not that great month for reads this month. Pretty good, but not even pretty good, just eh. But, uh, you read what you read, man. Anyways, I guess I'm out because I'm really just doing this for the music. Uh, see you next time.